Hello and thank you for listening to 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave and this is part one of what's going to be a three-part series all about Hard Rock Hell United. Now, if you're a new listener and you didn't hear the show from last year, it was um, episode 30 from November. That was when myself and Ramrod went to uh, Hard Rock Hell. Please go back and have a listen to that if you haven't already. Uh, This one, completely different beast. Hard Rock Hell United. There was thrash stages, there was doom, there was sleaze, there was AOR, there was virtually every type of rock music there imaginable, which was really good. And we'll go into uh, all the different types of bands, all the, all the different styles of music. I did think about splitting these um, three shows up into different styles of music. And I thought, no, what the hell, Let's I'll play them in the order that I interviewed the bands. Uh, and so, you know, you're going to get a, a big mish, mishmash of uh, all different types of music which I found really good while I was there, and you'll hear me talk about it, because then I discovered bands that would be in a genre that normally I wouldn't listen to, but then through being there and listening to the music, I thought, bloody hell, these are good. So hopefully through listening to this as well, um, no matter what type of music that you like, you'll come across other bands that could be in a genre that maybe before you didn't listen to when we we turn you on to them. Uh, So that'd be good if we can do that at the very least. I do need to send a big thank you to Claire Lloyd from Central Press. for again not only sorting out the press passes there for us but sorting out accommodation as well which was amazing so that we could spend longer there uh, see more bands interview more bands i think in the first show that we did uh, back in november we interviewed nine bands uh, in part one alone of this you'll hear seven different bands <laughs> then i think you'll hear eight in part two and then i think it's about nine in part three so what happened i was there on the friday i've split uh, the friday bands into that'll be part one and two me talking to the bands part three will be when chris joined me on the saturday um and you'll hear myself and chris talk to the bands there as well now hard rock hell uh, what a surreal experience being there for a couple of days as well where else in the world would you be like walking around the spa shop uh, which for say for american listeners if you think it's like uh 7-Eleven convenience store you're walking around and you turn around and Joel Intern is there just having a bit of a mooch <laughs> it's like that's a bit surreal but that's what happens um, and for staying there longer as well it was apparent you know all the bands um, so friendly they'll you know they'll be Obviously, I talked to them and interviewed them, but you'd be bumping into them because they're, uh, again, as you'll hear, they're big fans of music. They'll go off and watch other bands. Uh, everyone's talking to each other. Everyone's, you know, in a really good mood. People are complimenting each other on the, you know, the T-shirts and the, all the embroidery on the jackets and the paintings on the jackets and the tattoos. It's absolutely a fantastic experience. And if you're in and around, or even if you're not in and around the North Wales area, um, travel up there and stay. It's, you know, if you're into your rock music, it's essential really is essential but get the tickets quick because it sells out really really quick um so what i'm going to do i'm going to move this on oh i should say as well um apologies for the sound quality in some of the interviews as well um if you did listen to last year's show um it was the the press area was in a totally different place to what it is now it was in the sports hall it was really echoey uh, add that to the fact that I'd just bought some brand new recording equipment and hadn't had the time to like sit and get too familiar with it. So I was I was working out the settings as I was going along. So some of the audio is not how I, w- I would like it. Um, so I do apologise for that. But stick with it. Some great stories in there. Um, again, the formula is going to be the same. 
as the last time. Um, you'll hear a song by the band, you'll hear uh, the interview, then you'll hear another song. So you're going to hear two songs by each band. So hopefully, uh, like I said at, at the start of this introduction, we'll turn you on to some new bands that you weren't aware of before uh, and get playing the music, support live music, support the bands. So the first one that I'm going to talk to, and the first one, obviously, that I talked to on the Friday, uh, was a band from Stockholm in Sweden called Captain Blackbeard. Uh, and these guys, really great guys. Um, they even they even gave me a guitar pick and a T-shirt. How nice is that? So th thank you. If you're listening to this, thank you. I have worn my T-shirt many times already. Um, the guitar pick, well, I'm just looking now. I have got two guitars that I've had for years. <laughs> I should learn to play them. Maybe that guitar pick will be the one that gets me to learn to play them. Um, Captain Blackbeard, a new CD came out called It's a Mouthful. It came out on March the 18th. Um, 2016, just in case you're listening to this, you know, sometime in the future. Uh, a quote from it, okay, here's a quote. Captain Blackbeard have guts and glory written all over them. Their melodic vocals and guitars make them stand out above the rest in their genre of AOR rock. That quote was from Bruce Cullick. Say, do I need to say any more? Do I need to say? No, I don't. All I will say is, uh, the first track you're going to hear is Divided Feelings, then you're going to hear me chat with Captain Blackbeard.
Blackbeard. Yes. Tell the listeners how you formed, when you formed. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a long story. We we actually um, uh, we started the band like five years ago. Uh, back then it was me and Robert and a couple of other guys. But since then things have happened. Yeah. We upgraded. We were up- yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. 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 And this is what you yeah, can enjoy today. Well, I was listening to you last night. No bullshit. I hadn't heard of you before, okay? Which is the great thing, I think, about Hard Rock Hell. Oh, no, we, we don't believe discovering that. Discovering new bands. <laughs> yeah. You're just my kind of music. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah, I loved it. I really loved it. And Thank I was even you. happy to see you've got a new CD coming out. Yeah, next well. week. Next week. It's yeah. called It's a Mouthful. It's released uh, by Paris Records. It's already out in digital platforms like Spotify and stuff. We got the video out. But the CD is ready next week, and we, we got some limited vinyls coming in in a few weeks as well. Blue vinyls. Gonna be sold on the website. Yeah? CaptainBlackbeard.net. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's vinyl sales, they're really picking up now, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So but, you, you all bought vinyl back in the day? Or just, oh, you know, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. You, you want the actual thing. I, I remember back in the day when I bought the Halloween Keeper of the Seven Keys for two albums or the booklet thing it's big you can see pictures like CDs are so small and you have to lean into it and look at stuff but uh, I think people want the actual thing like yeah. a big thing the booklet like read lots of stuff uh, people are more into analog sound these days also coming back yeah a lot so yeah and it does sound better it does sound better yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. got a fuller sound so how long did it take to make the album how long were you recording for Actually, the actual recording process was wasn't so too bad, but uh, we maybe have, three weeks. Yeah, and then we had some overdubs, but that was spread out. So, and we had to wait the year to get the final, uh, you know, mixed uh, tapes. So uh, that's a long time. Then, yeah, right? yeah, it is. Yeah, we tried to hurry it up a bit, but. Uh, stuff beyond our control but the rec- just the recording was maybe three weeks and the songwriting was maybe two three months I think uh, we, tr- we we worked really fast when we were allowed to work in the studio but sometimes things get in the between and yeah. delay the project I think we put uh, together like 20 demos yeah and then 12, uh, 12 made it to the album so wow. yeah so Hopefully, we'll How enjoy do you choose it. then? What sort of process do you go through for choosing? Oh, that was which quite rough, actually. Because yeah. the the first two albums, we only wrote eleven songs for the album, or twelve songs, and then uh, get rid of one. Because uh, we only finished the ideas that we really believed in. Yeah. But this time, we we really wanted to squeeze out everything we had in us. So we wrote twenty songs. Get into some heated arguments when choosing, choosing which yeah. ones gonna First make the cuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough. And we got to an agreement in 12, so. Yeah. 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 So. That's hopefully, a good hopefully, hopefully, these are the best tracks yeah. that will represent the band. So. What about making the decisions for which one's gonna be in the video then? You said, you know, you made the video. That was surprisingly easy. Just divided feelings, just had a thing about it, yeah. you know. We all felt it was uh, one of the best songs on the record. So. Yeah. And it's not just because Chris wrote it. 
And I wrote a lyric. It's lyrics, actually, anyway. it's actually <coughs> the best song on the album. I, I, I'm the new guy. I'm the, I'm the new drummer in the band. And uh, when I first heard the album, that was the song that sort of stood out for me. Yeah. The, the entire album is really good, but uh, that song is like above the other ones, and it sounds like a. I, th- I think it's like really easy to pick up once you listen to it the first time. It's really spot on. So it starts with the riff and. Uh, great courses and stuff so yeah I mean it hooked me first time I know yeah. the other night straight away yeah, some some songs just gets you immediately and yeah. that was one of those so we didn't need to analyze it it was it was the one what input do you have then into the actual video is that just left to the whoever's filming it or do you say how you want the video to look what you want to happen yeah, we in it actually had a manuscript and Robert can tell you about it <laughs> yeah well uh, I get sort of I had an idea I wrote it down and uh, because initially we wanted to do like a movie like we did with the song Bad Girl uh, based on the lyrics but I didn't I couldn't find a good story in the lyrics to make a movie about but I, I have a friend that's a good uh, makeup artist so uh, uh, I got the idea to do a zombie video and just forget about what the song was about and just do a fun video to go with the song. So we went that way. You went that way, found out the location. It's actually my country house where you're filming the video. So I think it turned out Burn great. Burn it to the ground. Yeah. 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 It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's also like a tribute to the 80s slasher horror movies, George yeah. A. Romero. Like oh, that, we so. had to do some serious cleaning. There were fake blood everywhere when we were done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and mosquito bites everywhere. Yeah, shit, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only not so good thing is that I can't show the video to my son. He's like seven years old. <laughs> 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 He's got to wait a while. Dad, what's your band's name? And, and you have a video? Yeah, but I can't show it to you. <laughs> it's, it's too violent for you to see. But in, in 10 years. Yeah, in yeah. 10 years, maybe. Rancho advisory. <laughs> I'm yeah, but I'll link to the video though on the website because it's yeah, yeah. yeah, everybody should watch it. It's a really good video. Yeah, yeah. but that, that's the whole idea because videos today are so often stiff and uptight, and the, the, the live scenery and you just stand with your guitar and do blues angry. And stuff. Yeah, do yeah. this. I'm so mad. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, to, to see video like that is really refreshing, uh, especially if you're a, a fan of the zombie or the horror uh, genre. Yeah. So I think it really stands out in all the mix of every video out there. So uh, that was a really good choice. Yeah, of a lot of fun. It looked it. Yeah, it looks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was great as well to see the Shocker soundtrack at the start. You could yeah. see you know, everything that you've got. There's all little touches all the way through that if you're yeah. into horror movies, you go. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one question. One question I've got to ask though. This is the one that everybody loves to hear. Road stories. All right. So as fans, we think of bands, it's all wild and out on the road, and we know it's, you know, it's not, there's a lot of hard work, and a lot of waiting around, a lot of doing this. If you had to pick one wild road story about anything, what comes to mind first? Well, driving here in Wales is uh, <laughs> a, a quite uh, horrible experience. <laughs> the, the roads are so narrow, and uh, last time we were here, we actually... I broke the rearview uh, rear mirror. Rear mirror, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it, <laughs> it, it uh, fell into pieces, but we could actually 
Passing it up to, yeah, we, together again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we saved it. <laughs> we actually played in uh, New York uh, on our, when our first album was released, and uh, we had a, we stayed on Manhattan, and we had a gig out in Brooklyn, and we wanted to go to this place called the Trash Bar in style. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, so we rented a limo. And it was the trashiest limo I ever saw. Yeah. And the guy picked us up, but we were in good spirits because we had a limo, we had a gig in New York, we were excited. And the, and the place was like five or ten minutes from the, our hotel, so for five to ten minutes we were ha having a party in the backseat. <laughs> ten more minutes went by, still having a party. Pushing all buttons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then another twenty minutes we were starting to get a little, you know, upset at the driver you know are we getting there soon and uh, yeah he drove around Brooklyn for like an hour before he could yeah. find a place <laughs> so we were pretty when we finally got there we were all the angry and you know upset <laughs> but they had free beer so that Actually, kind of solved it yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and you had a party in a limo so yeah, yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's, pretty, that's not bad. <laughs> Bit different to you in Wales, then. Yeah, yeah. going around those roads. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. scary. <laughs> <laughs> so the album, it's out. What you say, March the twenty fifth? Uh, the actual CD. It varies. Oh, it, it's okay. uh, now it's March eighteenth, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A week earlier. Yeah. 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 It's good. just too good. We have to get it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna yeah. buy it. Yeah, definitely. Sounds Thanks. Good. Well, thank you. Thanks for giving me your time today. Thank, you. thank you. I'll link to the video online. Would it be alright to play one of your songs on the show as well? Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Sure. What would go you like to play? Divided Feelings. Divided Feelings. I, I would go for Divided, or maybe she's the one. I, she's I think, the one. Yeah. I think that's a sort of. A How really? about both? Oh, even oh yeah! Oh, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah now we're talking. <laughs> All right, I'll write it down. She's the one in dividing feelings. Yeah, right. yeah. Brilliant. All right, thanks very much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. I look forward to uh, getting the new album very soon. Thank you. Thank you. All right, thanks Thank a lot.
Captain Blackbeard and She's the One. Hopefully now that's got you uh, jumping online and uh, clicking and buying the new album by them. So moving on, uh, the next uh, band that I got to talk to was The Toy, Glaswegian three-piece. Uh, again, another band that I'd never heard of before. So glad that I have now. Um, I will say no more. You don't want to hear me talking. You want to hear the band talking. You want to hear the band's music. So let's get on with it. Oh, how about that for a link? Let's get on with it. And you're going to hear the song, Get On It. Enjoying uh, Hard Rock Hell? Yeah, it's been great fun. I uh, had a great night last night and 
bit worse for wear, but that's still recovering. That's a sign of a good night. It's usually indicative <laughs> that it's been a good night, aye. So uh, just glad to have got a bit of pressure to get sound checked. And, but uh, no, that was really good. And yeah. Nice people, so delighted. Tell the listeners all about the toy then. Uh, we are a three-piece band from Glasgow. Childhood friends. Grew up playing football together. Uh, throwing stones at windows together, you know, <laughs> being uh, teenage hoodlums, and uh, we ended up playing and finding music and playing in different bands. And uh, we decided to make a go of it there. And uh, after learning mistakes that we made from other bands, and uh, put, put this together, and things have been, you know, a lot of hard work. But uh, I think we're getting there. And, People seem to be kind of warming to us, and I think we're doing something right. And uh, we just love, we just love what we do. So, you know, playing live and, and, and meeting people—that's the most rewarding yeah. part of the job. You know, it makes the rehearsals worthwhile. I hate rehearsals. You've been, you've been touring a lot, then, yeah. Uh, we've, not, we've done some. Uh, we've done lots of gigging. You know, Glasgow, Edinburgh, the circuit. But uh, tours per se, you no. Know, we're looking to kind of get foot in with a booking agent or whatever. It's something that we definitely want to do and we have to do if we're going to kind of get to the next level. So, yeah. Um, we're, just, we're just three guys that love, have a shared love for music, all kinds of music, you know, and uh, we're my best pals. It's like a, a brotherhood, so uh, whether we get paid or not, it doesn't matter. We, we, we'll be doing this just anyway. Just enjoy it, We'll yeah. be doing it when we're 70, you know, and, and <laughs> can he sing? And our voices are short, we'll still be doing it, man. We're going to be like the status quo of the pub circuit. <laughs> There's no stopping it. <laughs> no stopping it, no. If we make it to 70, uh, <laughs> Who are your influences then? Uh, Who'd you listen to? <clears throat> I mean, I think we all come from mu- musical families, you know, like music's something that we all grew up with. Um, especially the drummer and I, we had bit older sisters, older siblings, uh, who were, you know, huge Michael Jackson fans. So, I mean, my, my favourite artist, you know, as a kid growing up was Michael Jackson. He was, it didn't matter if it was a thriller record or bad, there was rock, pop, R&B, it was all in there and he just pulled it off. The guy could sing anything, so Michael Jackson, uh, obviously the Beatles, mm-hmm. um, Andy, the bassist, he's, a, he's a, you know, obviously the same stuff, but he kind of grew up listening to more kind of muse and cheering breaks and stuff, kind of more that kind of thing. And, a big Oasis fan yeah. coupled with an obvious love for Queen and you know Journey Bon Jovi all the melodic stuff that's the word I was going to use because I listened to I listened to Get Get On It and Come Alive yeah. the other night and I probably, the first thing I put was just great melodic rock yeah that's what it says in the tin that's what you want yeah um, there's no real thinking behind the, the, the songwriting it's not what we sit down and consciously let's you know tick the boxes it's but somewhere in our musical fabric when you listen to Journey, Bon Jovi, Billy Joel, the Beatles, you're you're subconsciously you're trying to emulate what they do. Yeah. And if you're gonna try and emulate, you know, your heroes, you have to try and do what they do and, and that is I'm not ashamed to say Bon Jovi for me or like the benchmark John and Richie, Des Child, these songwriters, Diane Warren. Uh, it's hooks, you know, melodies and, and anthemic oh, yeah, qualities. Totally. And um, that's what we want to do. We want to have stuff that's really palatable for people. And 
the name that you sing along to and you don't feel a part of. And, you know, you grow up listening to Queen and all these things. It's, it's going to come out some. Oh yeah. Some way. So uh, I'm glad that you know. Glad that I'm glad, oh, I loved it. Yeah. Glad yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I and mean, I said earlier, one of the great things about coming to you is discovering new bands. I mean, you know, I'm old. Music for me stopped in '89, and then I sort of <laughs> dropped out of music. But now through coming to these. And talking to bands like yourself and discovering all this great new music, it's like, oh wow, yeah. there's some great stuff out there. There's a lot, and it, if you, unless you're really immersing yourself in this kind of place, you would think that the world was comprised of Ariana Grande and uh, Britney Spears. Well, she's finished now. I'm trying to Rihanna and stuff. But not to say that they don't have their place because they've got some great pop songs, great producers working with them. I love pop. But you think, well, where where are the journeys? Yeah. But it's because they're all here. They're not getting the acclaim maybe that exactly, they deserve. You know, yeah, bands yeah. like Heat and uh, you know Reckless Love. They're doing their thing, but on a on a different scale. You know, had they been about in the eighties, you know, they would have been stadium oh, bands. Yeah. You know, so definitely. Um, there is there's a definitely a healthy appetite. I mean, there's four thousand people here this week. You can't you can't kill oh, rock. No. Nirvana didn't kill rock. None of that happened. Yeah. It just went. Underground a bit. I mean, this place sells out like months in advance. Yeah, and it's the first time I've been here as an artist. It's the first time I've been here as a as a fan because primarily that's I'm not, I'm not an artist. <laughs> but uh, first time being here at this kind of festival here, and it's fantastic. Like, and I was saying this to, to the boys last night. Last night was the opening party, and it was a great honour, obviously, to open it. And we were eternally grateful to be to be asked uh, to be a part of this. But last night there was maybe twelve hundred people in that hall to see the choir boys, like who were childhood heroes of mine. You know, I grew up poison choir boys, all that stuff. And uh, everybody was having a good time. Yeah. Everybody was off the face, and there was not <laughs> one bit of ill feeling trouble. Yeah. It was, it's all good, isn't it? It's all good feeling. Uh, and everybody's in communion. It's great. Whereas yeah. you go to the bigger festivals. You know, and we tea in the park, we call it stab in the park because, you know, there's always people are feral here, yeah. everybody's here for the same reason. Elementary love of music and, you know, a kind of a fraternity, a brotherhood, sisterhood of. Yeah, you know, even just walking around, you get, you yeah. know, compliments on your t shirts yeah. and people just saying hello. Ah, hello, it's yeah. like, ah. <laughs> really, it's really nice, it's humbling, man, really. It's it's nice. The one question I'm asking everybody, because uh, the listeners love to hear. Bands on the road, road stories. What's what's the wildest or funniest thing that's happened to you so far when you've been on the road? What springs to mind first? <laughs> Wild. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Just, have you ever seen Anvil? Yeah. And Spinal Tap? Uh-huh. Times it by a million and you're still <laughs> not as ridiculous. <laughs> you know, like, I watched Anvil and... Uh, you know when you're laughing and you're kind of want to cry at the same time. Like if people, if we, the drummer was saying this funnily just yesterday on the way down. Like if this had been documented, you know, our journey over the last few years, playing like gigs over in Germany, the back of beyond, and uh, you know our, our trips away to like, places like Wales, and if we were to actually just have filmed even a snippet of it, people would say, "Nah, they're at That's it. it." Like they are, they are more Steel Panther or more Anvil than. We are Spinal Tap. <laughs> and I think that, that every band will have the same story. I mean, of course, there's the stories of girls here and, you know, or 
waiting up next to some some you do you know have some things and knock knock and you don't know who or what's going to be in the bed years <laughs> gone by when we were younger and not attached to our partners you didn't know what you were going to find but uh, there's not there's nothing really springs to mind and I think it's also hazy and I think that's probably the best that's a good best, sign it's, it's the best, yeah, yeah, yeah. best way to keep it <laughs> okay, yeah. nothing nothing to there's nothing really got it nobody's been killed there's been no that's always a plus there's always a no plus deaths. and there's been we're kind of respectful we we keep our hotel rooms clean because everybody's kind of throwing tailies out the windows yeah, in the yeah. 70s and 80s we just we always like make our beds and, and thank people uh, that's probably the most rock and roll you'll always be welcome back though, yeah we'll always be welcome back you know so we always well, okay. I listened to like I said get it on uh, get on it and come alive earlier uh, is it alright to play them on the show so people Absolutely. can listen to them? Absolutely, play everything, play it twice. <laughs> yes, of course. So what's what's the future now? What are you going to do? What's the rest of the year hold for you? Now, we're actually just came back from Wales. We're down in uh, Ebba Vale, down in the south, uh, just between Cardiff and Monmouthshire, working with Nick Bright, mm-hmm. who has had a bit of a year. He's doing the new Taiketo record. It starts that on Sunday, actually. Yeah. We started working with Nick four years ago and uh, he was doing the Darkness Hotcakes album at that point uh, and he got Dan Hawkins from the Darkness to arrange and co-produce our first album uh, Water Into Wine which we're selling here as uh, selling well but uh, we're, we're, we're working with him again on an EP and I actually was meant to have it all done and all the tracking done but I had a sinus infection so I couldn't oh, do no. any vocals but uh, it's going to be like four or five tracks and uh, songwriting it sounds kind of cliche you know it's, oh it's more mature uh, but I, I don't, without sounding like a cliche it, there is an evolution yeah. it's like anything else if you you know whatever your job is if you if you do it every day you should get better yeah. <laughs> and I think that we are better songwriters than what we were say Excellent. three four years ago yeah um, it was meant. The album was meant to come out, you know, two years ago. We had two publishing deals that were botched, and then I was diagnosed with cancer in my throat. Uh, so it put everything up in the air. We had to, yeah, yeah. So eventually, the album kind of just we just released it. It was kind of low key. We got great press, but nothing really happened for us. You know, we got amazing reviews. We came back, but I think unless you have you know, somebody fighting your corner and. Yeah. We don't have any connections, you know. It's how we got this gig, I do not know. <laughs> so uh, we're going to hopefully, you know, hook up with someone, and, and the tracks are going to sound great. Pitch them to a few different people, and hopefully somebody takes a chance on us, you know. Because yeah. uh, I think the songs are deserving of a wider audience. Because at the minute we're just kind of we're just writing for ourselves and yeah. because we love it. But when you see the reaction that people. We are resonating with people, and we're connecting with people. We would just have a chance to do that. So, mm-hmm. finish the EP and put it out, and, and see what happens, and hopefully get some more gigs. And uh, I don't mind this. This beat's working for a living. Come and talk to well, yeah, yourself. Talk about music. Yeah. And, well, I'll play. I'll play these two songs and listeners. You know, I'll, on the website will be all the links where you can find and follow what you're yeah, doing. Absolutely, Twitter and Facebook. All yeah, that stuff. they'll all be on there. So yeah, listen to the tracks and enjoy. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Thanks, so no God problem. Bless. Thank you, you for your man. time. No, it was a pleasure.
was come alive by the toy. Now, if you're a regular listener to 60 Minutes With and 80's Picture House, you'll have a good idea of the type of music that I like. So you'll already know, four songs in, that I think each and every one of them are fucking awesome <laughs> already. And these are two bands that I'd never heard of. You know, oh, I can't believe it. It's all this great rock music out there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm being educated. Even at my age, I'm being educated with some great new rock music. And now it's... Um, it's time for uh, some more thanks because the third band that I got to interview is a band called Iconic Eye uh, and I need to thank Caitlin and uh, Sabrina. Now if you heard the Hard Rock Hell show from November you would have heard us thank Caitlin then because she was ferrying bands our way. We were booked in obviously over the two days to talk to different bands but it's a huge thank you to both Caitlin and Sabrina. Uh, we sat there on the Friday and again on the Saturday uh, waiting for the ones that we'd got booked in. And then they would come over and go, well, do you want to talk to this band? Do you want to talk to that band? And of course, we said yes. So this was the first band that we weren't booked in to interview, uh, but thankfully we did. Uh, and again, because I've come to love the music since talking to them as well. Um, so please, yeah, sit back and uh, have a listen to Iconic Eye. And the first track that you're going to hear is Now That I've Found Love.
perhaps we might do a limited edition run on the second album. Yeah, I was talking to some of the bands earlier, Final Souls, picking up. Yeah, it's moving you. It's finding those stylists, though, isn't it? Oh, you can yeah. never get one that fits. <laughs> I just bought my daughter a new record player. I mean, the first time she's ever played an album, you know, and yeah. uh, they love it. So she's 22. I was a young father. So it's just influences wise as well. I mean, I go back to the Sweet, to Slade, to obviously Purple. The, the guys are the same different bands, and I think we get all those influences in. So it has helped over the years, experience yeah, it does, yeah. of and life. We, and we've got Neil, our new guitarist, in as well. So Neil came in just before Christmas, just in time for the Rocky Hill gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight in at the deep end. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How's the audience reaction been then? Has it been so far? It seems to be going really well. I think because the songs are so catchy and. I think they're immediately rec- well, not recognisable, but you can latch onto the hooks and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we seem to get a really good reaction. So That's the key, yeah, we just keep doing what we're doing as long as we get those earworms, as they call them. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you hear the chorus or something, you're singing along the rest of the day. Then we've done our job properly. I think. So it gets in people's heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Gigs and the festivals like this really help. It's organised fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we are getting a lot of exposure, so hopefully we can go away and see the influx of new fans. Yeah. I mean, if we've got people who are listening to this and think, well, Iconic Eye never opened, how would I get to listen to them? If they went to iconicimusic.com right, and clicked on the audio tab, they can have a listen to the album for free. And if they like it, they can click on the store tab and buy it. There you go. Uh, I will put those links on the website. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Shameless. Right, is it all right to play a couple of songs by you? Yeah. Put them on the show. What, oh, yeah. what two songs would you recommend me to play? You can. Now that I've found them. Now that I've found them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
festival. Okay. So we're playing the Slade Rooms from all bands. Oh, yeah, for that. Know, yeah. yeah, I, I call the night thing that one is. Yeah. And then we're playing um, the O2 Academy 3 in Birmingham. We're headlining that with four sport bands on April the 30th. Yep. And then in May, we're going to trundle off down to London and play someone down there because we haven't done London yet. But we're going to play the 12th bar when it's closed. So we're going to try and find another venue. But it's, it's through a promoter, so they'll sort that out for us. And then in um, June, we're playing um, the Asylum in Birmingham again um, with another band called Corvus. And then we've got uh, a Sophie Fest at um, Tamworth. Uh, I think that's on the 5th of June. Yes, so that uh, should be good. And then, and then I think we need to get our head down and get the album done. Get the album done. Yeah, until yeah. next year. Yep. Yeah, next yeah. year. It's the plan. Brilliant. Get some well, more festivals next year. Yeah. Well, I'll be clicking by on the album. Yeah, no, no. Physical copy. Physical copy, please. Let me know if you release it on vinyl. Yeah. 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 Well, no, thanks for your time, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. All up on the website. And I'm sure those just all of us continue. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks a lot.
iconic eye and let it rain down. Now the next band that I talk to is Knockout Kane and once again it's you know big thanks to uh, Caitlin and Sabrina because this is a band that we weren't booked in to interview uh, but thanks to Caitlin and Sabrina I got the chance to talk to Dean Fox who's the vocalist for Knockout Kane. So before you hear my chat with Dean uh, have a listen to the first song from them 16 Grams of Heart Attack.
Right, Dean, tell the listeners about Knockout Kane. Uh, right, Knockout Kane. Um, a, a bunch of, an eight-legged disaster area from the Midlands of the UK. We've been around for about eight years. Um, two worldwide album releases. Um, uh, a new EP that gets released through Rock Sector Records um, on the 4th of April uh, called Cruel Britannia. Uh, album number three, we just signed the deal for that with Rock Sector. That's coming Excellent. out at the tail end of this year. And uh, we've been around for a while. We've toured with loads of rock stars. No one will have us anymore because they're, they're all a little bit frightened and intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way, then. It shows you're doing your job right. Yeah, they yeah. are, though. <laughs> all the stories are true, I'm afraid. <laughs> so who were your influences? Um, who, who did you listen to growing up? Uh, wow. Um, my earliest influences, I suppose, for me, um, uh, would be Cheap Trick. Um, uh, Cheap Trick, maybe sort of like uh, early, early Genesis, even bands like Marillion and stuff like that. I mean, sort yeah. of like prog through to sort of like uh, um, what I would call um, late seventies, uh, uh, early eighties, sort of like what I would call classic highbrow, sort of like pop rock. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, stuff like that. Um, going through to going through to Van Halen you know um, early Van Halen I mean although I do like the Sammy Hagar era to me it's not Van Halen it's <laughs> Sammy Hagar and Eddie Van Halen yeah you know um, so, uh, so yeah David, David Lee Roth era Van Halen um, Punk Dirt uh, Motley Crue in their in, in their early dirty heyday especially yeah and, um, yeah yeah, that, that, all, all that kind of thing. But I mean, again, I, I'm also influenced by, um, by by a lot of country artists, you know, country rock artists. I love the new wave of country, sort of like southern rock that's coming through, like Blackberry Smoke and stuff like that, uh, Cadillac Three. Um, and uh, I, I also like my um, I, I, I like my jazz swing. I, I love Sinatra. I love the Rat Pack, uh, uh, Harry Connick Jr. stuff like that. That's know. a good spectrum, now, right it there. Is. <laughs> so, how do you boil all that down into what you do then? What do you do? do you take little bits from there or I think I think everything spills out into one I mean as as a four piece our band we all have our different influences like I said for me that stuff that I've just been talking about there uh, for for Jim our guitarist um, he's into he's into southern rock country rock um, and uh, and some proper like shred uh, shred metal and um, you know things like Freak Kitchen or or, or, um, or, or you know Matthias Eklund uh, you know stuff like that um and then our, our drummer, he's into like proper avant-garde jazz, and 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 you know, f- you know fusion f- funk fusion jazz and stuff like that. Uh, anything that's that's incredibly sort of like syncopated rhythm-wise. And then we've got we've got our bass player at the other end, of the, uh, Lee, who's who's simply a punk. He, he lives <laughs> lives, eats, and breathes punk music, you know. And it all comes together in this weird eclectic mix, which uh, which creates the knockout cane sound, I think. It sounds it sounds great. Yeah. It must be for a wild time. For who's deciding what to listen to? Like you know, as yeah. you're touring around, what's going to go on? Yeah, it's, it, it, it's not even like we write the music. It's it's almost like the, the music writes <laughs> us. You know, so we, we never have a goal of a sound in mind. It's, we, 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 the, the music as we're writing or, or recording um, and the creative process in the studio, um, we, we let the music take us where it's going to take us, rather than having a um, a specific um, like genre specific goal. You know. You said you got another record deal coming up then. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be so difficult nowadays with these record deals. It's not like it was, you know, back in the day where record companies were throwing out millions, literally, to bands to go out and record. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, got to be tough, surely. The, the business, the business has changed. I mean, we're blessed, really. Um, 
you know, in the since since 2012. So in the last in the last four years, um, we, we've we've had uh, we've had two two different record labels. We've had um, worldwide releases with all of our records and uh, hard copy as well as, um, as as well as obviously the download stuff. Um, and uh, and we're blessed. But I mean, yeah, the, the, there are no massive advances anymore. Um, it's down to the band to create their uh, to create their product yeah. uh, throughout through their own like sort of hard graft and uh, their own uh, scrimping and scraping, scraping money, gigging, getting as much money as you can in, create the product, make sure that it's industry standard, and then uh, and then license it to your record labels, get your deals in, and uh, and, and, and make sure that that the label has got a decent uh, a, a decent spread of, uh, of distribution yeah you know. and then it's up to you guys then touring keeping awareness up touring and, and touring and touring and touring but I mean, for, the, for us since we started for the last eight years has been constant touring it never, it never stops and um, you know I've heard bands say that it's, uh, that it's like a treadmill it ain't a treadmill it's too much fun to be a freaking <laughs> treadmill it's, um, but, but, but I mean it's tiring oh yeah but yeah. you've got to do it you've got to, if, you, if you're going to um, if you're going to make this thing work then it has to be done Road story then. Well, we're talking about touring. What's one of the funniest, weirdest, strangest things that's happened when you've been on the road? Uh, on tour with Stephen Adler from Guns N' Roses. Um, this, this is 2011, um, and we did a 30-day well, th- tour, Europe and, um, and the UK. Amsterdam, um, dressing room at the back had been turned into like a hot box. Everyone was getting very, very, very stoned. You couldn't even see. You couldn't see a hand in front of your face. It was, it was, it was, it was like the, the thickest soupy fog that you've ever seen on the, on the Scottish moors, you know. Um, and uh, and it, was, yeah, it, it was nasty. And um, I remember everyone was very, very stoned. Stephen, Stephen, is, uh, Stephen Adler is sat there, stoned as hell. Booze is everywhere. Lee, our bass player, sat right next to him. Our, um, our, 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 um, our guitarist Jim also stoned for some reason who knows what his motivation was he starts trying to stick a Mars bar that was from the catering down Lee our bass player's trousers at the back <laughs> uh, Lee realised what was going on but by this point he was so stoned and disorientated that he'd mixed up his left and right and he thought he was he thought he was punching um, Jim our guitarist what he actually did and this is absolutely true is proper proper punch Stephen Adler <laughs> three times big belts from a big man with a big fist <laughs> Three times, right in the crotch, right in the ball, <laughs> right in the balls, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Stephen got took the hits, and then turned around and went, "What did you do that for, man?" <laughs> but everything was okay in the morning. He gave Lee a big hug and said, "Don't worry about it, dude." <laughs> That's rock and roll, right there. <laughs> uh, would it be alright to play a couple of songs on the show? It certainly would, sir, yes. What two would you recommend? Oh, crikey, now you've, uh, you've, you've thrown... thrown see, you see, Ooh. I love them all. Um, right, so are we talking from the new EP, or are we talking from um, the, the, the last album that was released? For, if there's any listeners out there, then, that are not familiar with you, to get them into your band and go, yeah, I want to buy all the music by them, okay. to give you a taste. If you're going to go for, um, for, for, for rock and roll excess... Uh, from the Rise of the Electric Jester album, I would say the opening track, 16 Grams of Heart Attack, um, which um, has a guest um, lead guitar solo um, uh, by Christian Brady from Hell Yeah. He came and did, a, did the solo for us in, in that song because uh, we'd been on tour with, um, with Christian uh, when he was playing for, uh, for Love Hate. 
um, just before we went in the studio, and he came, uh, he came you know, came from uh, from from, from uh, Las Vegas and did the uh, and did the solo for us in the in the studio. So yeah, 16 grams of heart attack, okay. and then I would say go to the brand new EP, right? And uh, we, we 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 can give you we, we can give you the tracks and. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for Cruel Britannia, the title track, which is a nice little anti-establishment uh, ditty about um, about the current government, men in suits, and uh, what I like to call the billionaire underclass. Oh, this sounds good already just from that. I want to listen to it now. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's the rest of the year then? What's you've left here? What's, uh, what's planned? So well, you've got the new record deal as going to be writing for that well we're leaving here later on today after the pre- after doing all our press um, and then it's tour prep uh, we're off to Belgium next weekend uh, playing with Blaze Bailey uh, on Wizfest um, and then uh, it's a couple more dates uh, and then we've got we've got loads of festivals in and stuff so we were off to Belgium and Europe again for a couple more festivals in May wow. um, we're doing Wild Fest with Crazy Licks and Crucified Barbara that's going to be great um and, uh, and the new generation superstars who are playing um, on, on, I think, uh, one of the stages here later on tonight. Um, our good friends from Nottingham. Excellent. Good. Hi, guys. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, then we're headlining SOS Fest on the last day uh, this, this, this year. Um, we did we did SOS Fest last year and we, and we you know we smashed smashed it out of the park and, they, and to be to be asked back to headline on, on the final day this year is a, is a, oh, it's yeah. a that's a wonderful thing and then it looks like in July we're going to the states for the first time. Oh, um, so, excellent. You know, it, it, we're about ninety nine percent sure that it's, it's penciled in at the moment, but uh, I think um, within the next couple of days it'll be made concrete and you know, starting off in, in 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 Los Angeles and doing a few dates around there. Um, and uh, yeah, and then it's into the studio album number three, which doesn't have a working title yet. But uh, all the songs are written. We've got a pool of uh, twenty six songs that are demoed, and we're going to cherry pick. We're going to cherry pick the best 10, 11 and uh, and then go into the studio and, uh, and smash that as as uh, in our own in- inimitable style. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping to get that out this year, or is that going to be start next year? It, it will either be it will either be December this year or or, um, or January February next year. Yeah. I mean, it all, all depends on what the timeline is and uh, and and when the uh, when the record label Rock Sector want to uh, you know w- want to put it out themselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the new EP um, Cruel Britannia it comes out on worldwide release um, for download and in hard copy. Um, available from all the all the normal outlets. Uh, that comes out on the fourth of April. Um, two brand new tracks. One of our older tracks, which we've re which we've rewritten in a, like a rockabilly format, which is really quite fun. <laughs> and uh, and a cover of Steve Earle's um, Copperhead Road as well. So it's great. Which has become a staple of our set. You know, yeah. for, for Knockout Kane, it's become like I suppose smoking in the boys room came, yeah, came yeah. For, uh, for, for Motley Crue you know oh it's good you've got to have a song like that though you've got to have a song we love it yeah you've got to <laughs> well again to the listeners out there if you go to the website all the links that you need to follow Knockout Kane they'll all be on the website that's right knockoutkane.com brilliant alright thanks very much thanks a lot man alright cheers
Okay, you probably noticed that that wasn't Cruel Britannia, the title track from the upcoming EP, uh, the song that Dean recommended as the second song to play. That's because at the time of uh, that editing this and putting the show out, uh, the EP isn't out yet. It's out on the 4th of April. We're still into March at the moment. And I couldn't get hold of the track in time. So I thought, what the hell? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick another track that I really love by them. Uh, so you, you've just heard Ain't Your Kind. But if you want to hear Cruel Britannia, all the more reason for you to go out and support the band and buy the EP when it comes out on the 4th of April. So you've got two tracks um, there to give you a taste of, uh, of what they do. Go online, listen to some more um, that they do. But please, 4th of April, Knockout Kane, Cruel Britannia, the new EP. Moving on, the next band, uh, Reign of Fury. Again, once more, another band we weren't booked into interview, Caitlin and Sabrina. Hustled them over, I had a chat with them. Pin back your ears, it's going to get loud because the first one you're going to listen to by Reign of Fury is World Detonation.
let's start off. Tell the listeners about Rain of Fury. How, uh, when did you start? Where are you from? Originally, it started off many years ago as kind of a joke between um, the drummer and two old members, just a jam. Um, and it never really did anything. Cause, um, but then in 2009, um, it all got serious. Um, <laughs> And we got a, they got a full lineup together, and I was a fan. You know, I used to go and see them at the shows and stuff. And then a couple of years ago, uh, they were looking for a bass player, and I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. And here I am. So yeah, it's just wow. it started as a bit of fun, and it became something a lot more, which is fantastic. So, but you've never seen that coming, would you? When you saw the- you never do, <laughs> do you? You know, when good things come, they often take you by surprise. So. So how are you finding it now to be, you know, on the other side? You're up on the stage looking down at everybody. What's that like? It's great. It's it's a dream come true, isn't it? You know, this is what we do it for. When you're in the kid in the bedroom learning how to play, this is what you want to be doing. So, yeah, yeah. it's it's fantastic. It's great. What's the best gig you've had so far? Bloodstock. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. That was a big crowd too, yeah? yeah. We played the Sophie stage last year and there was hundreds of people outside who couldn't get in. Wow. It was so full, yeah. It was, it was mind blowing, mind blowing, yeah. <laughs> and how are you finding it here then in Wales? I, I love Hammerfest. I mean, I'm quite a regular punter here anyway. So the crowd last night were great. You know, it, it's they were well up for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you remember much about it? Was it one of those nights? I, I remember everything. Uh, I remember everything. I remember falling over. I jumped off the stage at the end of the show. There was this guy, give me a hug, give me a hug. So I put my bass down and jumped down and slid on the pile of water. Oh, and I stacked no. it. Brilliant. But no, yeah, it, it was it was a really good show. We had you know, a good pit go in and the crowd were really involved and active with it. So yeah, it's all you can ask for, isn't oh, it? Yeah, so. yeah. What's the plans for the band now then after this? Uh, Europe. We're off into Europe in a couple of weeks. Uh, we've got a run of Europe dates. Then we've got a bunch of sort of like the, the UK festivals like Thrashosaurus and whatnot. And then somewhere off for writing. Uh, we, we've started the very early stages on the new album. Uh, we just demoed a few tracks so far. And yeah, so getting ready to bring out a new album probably next year. Yeah. What's the writing process like for that then? Do you all get together or is it just certain ones and the um, main key it, it, it tends to be we, we, we all chuck an idea in or someone chucks an idea in and then we get it demoed and yeah. we'll all say no that bit's not right and we'll mess and we'll go in and we'll jam with it and it, it's a bit hit and miss it, it's, a, it's a mix we don't really jam as such to start a track someone has an idea and demos it and then we all take it home and listen and work out bits and yeah. then, then we get together and see where it goes from there so it's a bit of an amalgamation but it seems to work for us so. yeah because we all live in different towns, we all live miles apart, so you know. That's going to make it a lot tougher, then, you know. If you all it is. Thank God for the internet and Dropbox <laughs> and Skype and <laughs> yeah, it, it does make it. It makes it interesting, but it works. So yeah. you know, that's that's key. I think that's more and more becoming common. You run out of musicians in your local area. <laughs> There's only so many. Yeah, yeah. Oh, new listeners then. Rain of Fury. If you could pick two songs that would sort of give listeners a flavour yeah. for what you're about. What two would they be? And would it be all right to play them on the show? Of course, you can play any of our songs on your show, without a doubt. Um, get in touch and I'll send them to you. But uh, World Detonation, the title track of the first album, and probably All Is Lost off the new album. It's a bit of a shift for us. We did a sort of like half ballad type thing, but it's been received so well. Um, yeah, they even won an award for it. So yeah, wow, um, that's brilliant. yeah, um, yeah. Those are the two tracks that seem to be really popular with people. So music videos as well, still important, aren't they? You know, they are. We we do we do make videos. Um, we got a new one coming out at the end of the year, hopefully with a new track. We, we're working towards that. So 
yeah yeah music videos are, especially nowadays with the internet you know getting your process yourself out on YouTube and you know scores and all that yeah. you know it's really really important well it hit high didn't it you know when MTV came in and then, you know obviously everybody was making music videos yeah then there was the lull but now because of the internet and you could you know I could put yeah. my phone on and watch one of my phone now yeah that's so, you it know, you, you get that, the recognition wherever you are we put a lot of effort into our videos uh, a lot of effort you know it's uh, a, a, the trend at the moment seems to be lyric videos um, yeah. I'm not really a fan myself so it's, it doesn't make you stand out I don't think I mean it's a good idea for a cheap video you know bands are skin you know yeah. so it's understandable it's a great idea yeah. but I think if you want to stand out you've really got to go and make something you know that really kind of jumps yeah. off the screen at Definitely, you and yeah. we do really try to do that I mean the last video we had all green screen stuff going on and all sorts of stuff and so but that's all on YouTube so check it out yeah we'll do and again we're doing this with all the bands if the listeners want to go to our website the link for this show will be links and we'll put up the links to the videos as well we'll put them up on there it's going to be right. tough though at this day and age making money as a band yeah. isn't what it used to be you've really got to tour, tour your arse off all, well we all still have full time jobs um, and Rain of Fury is a full-time job as well. You, you, you know, it's it's yeah, it's it's tough, but I don't I don't complain about it. It's what I want to do. You know, it's what everyone in a band wants to do. If you're complaining, then you should probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You know, it's once you're up on the stage, like you said the other night, and yeah, <laughs> it's people arms open and then that's it. That's what, what that's do. what it's all about. It's that that 30 minutes, that hour on stage, and that that's that's it. That's what it's all for. Everything else is worth it. <laughs> The one question I've been asking everybody is uh, road stories. Anything funny, strange, weird? <laughs> strange, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's happened um, when you've been on the road. What springs to mind first? The one I always picture, it's a great one. It's in, in Dundee. We, we headlined Lords of Belial last year. And there's this guy up there. He's a lovely fellow, but he's an amputee. And he has a false leg. But he has beer in it. And he takes his <laughs> leg off and drinks out of it and then puts his leg back on. Brilliant guy, yeah. Makes me like whenever anyone asks me a question like that, the first thing I always think of because I've uh, never amazing. seen anything like it. You oh, know, you can sneak beer into anywhere. Yeah, that, it's great. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of beer. Yeah, supporting <laughs> <laughs> the bike. Yeah. And he was a giant bloke as well. He was absolutely huge. I yeah. have never heard anything like that. No, no, that's that why it always so brings good. to mind. You know, we see a lot of weird stuff, but that one, that 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 that's a winner. Oh yeah, <laughs> God, that's taking advantage of you know. It's, it's, Losing the leg. Use really. what's at your availability Why not? now. <laughs> I think you win so far for the best road story. Oh, wicked. I, I don't think anyone's going to beat no. a leg full of beer. No, no it's, it's, it is a good one, it. that's for sure. Yeah. So, you're gonna, like you said, you're going to be writing for the, the upcoming album that's yep. going to be this year. You've got tour, you've yep. got all the dates. We never stop. We just don't <laughs> it, stop. It, it doesn't stop, no, no. We have two weeks off at Christmas, that's it. And that's it. Yeah. But like you said, worth every minute though. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Without that's a doubt. Great. The fans are great, the events are great, you know. Promoter level in the UK over the last few years, the promoters have become a lot better. Um, there's some really serious guys out there who are taking it very seriously. There was a while where the scene kind of promoters were just kind of not doing anything yeah. and shows were shit. And and lately there's some guys out there who are really caring and the UK scene is really on and up really really on and up the bands are great the fans are great and the promoters are great yeah. so and the venues are investing that's always a good sign when yeah. the venues start investing in gear and decent PAs and sound guys it shows that the scene's doing well and yeah. it seems to be that way so yeah I, mean, I was talking to bands earlier about here because here the atmosphere is so great you know yeah. the, the fans 
they're just you know all really happy with each other, saying hello to each other. The yeah. bands are wandering around. It's, you know, uh, there's a good camaraderie between bands as well. I remember when I first started out, there was a lot of like. You know, us against them between yeah. bands no one would share promote information and stuff whereas nowadays like you know we all kind of give each other oh yeah you're playing there here's a contact go and you know check these That's guys right. it's brilliant you know because if 10 bands prop each other up you've got 10 lots of information 10 lots of fan base access yeah. and, you know it all helps and it seems to be working for us all because we're all doing well you know yeah. so uh, long may it continue yeah definitely well thank you so much for your my time my pleasure mate thank That's you it.
That was All Is Lost by Reign of Fury. Next up is a band all the way from Melbourne, Australia, suddenly finding themselves in North Wales. Bit of a difference there. Uh, wow, what great guys these were. Yeah. As was everybody that I talked to. Um, you know, Hopefully you're picking up on that th- through the interviews. Everybody was just so friendly and just wanted to chat and got the love of the music uh, and again you know please if you get the chance to go to Hard Rock Hell and they do all the different festivals throughout the year keep an eye on the on the website uh, and again all the links for Hard Rock Hell all the links for all of the bands uh, if you go to our uh, website I'll give you the details at the end of the show uh, all the links to all the bands social media and so on will be on there I'll put a few links to the videos and that so you can have a, have a look at them uh, listen to some more songs by them and like I say keep supporting them and buy the music by them uh, but yeah onto the Radio Sun like I say from Melbourne uh, yeah really really great band um, thank you for the signed poster after the interview that was that was really good I've got that pinned up in here uh, and this was one band in particular that I kept bumping into uh, during the rest of the Friday and then into the Saturday and you know they're always smiles and waves and hellos and how you doing and what bands did you like very very chatty guys uh, so yeah I'm going to shut up, I'm going to let you listen to them, but before then, you're going to listen to one of the songs by them, and you're going to listen to Wrong Things Right. How many ways do I need to say? 
no such thing as a bad kiss t-shirt. That's right. Yeah, and you've got the little wing too. That's killer. Yeah. Yeah, these weren't around for years. I lost my mind when I saw this. Like the, the and the original Destroyer one too. Like you couldn't get them for a long time, and then all of a sudden they were appearing again. I was like, oh. I still haven't seen the Destroyer one much around at all. Then Ace Freely and Peter Chris left again, and <laughs> I lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite cover though, Love Guns, my favourite yeah. cover. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Talking of covers then, let's kick this off, because I was looking online. Um, Spaceman EP. Oh, yeah. I was looking and thought, I like that cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the story behind that? Mark, Mark Welsh did that cover for us, who's an amazingly good graphic artist in Melbourne. He actually does, I, I wish I could remember his website address to, to tell you, because yeah. he does these amazing airbrushed kiss t-shirts, like full face on t-shirts and stuff. I've got a collection of probably four or five of them that I've spent a shitload of money on. But he's also done a bunch <laughs> of um, airbrush guitars for Steve. Oh, wow. Really talented guy. Yeah, and so Steve approached him and said, look, he was obviously the go-to guy for, yeah. for that project. Yeah, so would you put something together for us for the, for the Spaceman thing? Yeah. I figured for that, there must be some sort of KISS connection. Yes. With you wearing a, coming in wearing a KISS t-shirt. It's, yeah. it's quite obvious <laughs> yes. now. Yes. <laughs> We're all huge KISS fans. So uh, I listened to a couple of tracks one of the things I love about coming here, I mean, I'm old school. The music ended in 1989 for me. <laughs> and I sort of dipped out, but then since coming here over the last few years and finding out about new bands. So I was watching some videos. I watched two, two of your videos just the other night as well. World's Crazy Now. Do You Remember Me? Okay. Love them both. Yeah, and I was writing down, I said, this, again, you guys are the type of music that I love. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and, I, and again, I want that no bullshit about the bullshitting bands. I wasn't aware of you before this. From now on, I'm going to be very aware of buying the music, which again, which is, is, is the great thing about coming here. So, play, t- tell the listeners all about the band, when you formed, or, you know, where you're from, in case they haven't figured that out by now. Somewhere much warmer than here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you haven't figured out the accent by now, so we're from Australia. Uh, the band actually originated. 10 years ago, kind of. So Ben, Steve and I are in a band called Square One, which was a more of a kind of just a rock, kind of pop rock band. Um, and that finished about 10 years ago. And then Steve and I uh, got back together a couple of years ago now. To, 2013, to, uh, 2013, yeah. And we started writing and then we decided to put the band together. First call again was, was Ben. Um, and so then we were a three-piece. And then uh, we got Robbie in, who plays bass. Uh, and then the rest is... The future. <laughs> 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 that's, that's the history. Yeah, so that's, um, we've just been going ever since. So you have just been like evolving step by step. You said there's the two of you, then the three piece, then it went, went to the four. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much how it came together, yeah. Because we, we struggled for a little while because there was just the three of us and the, the, the songs were coming together really well for the first album, but we yeah. didn't have a, a bass player and we were sort of thinking maybe we'll just continue to record, you know, with maybe Steve, you know, or Jason doing the bass parts and. and and I kept saying to the guys, I know this guy, I know this guy. And I know Robbie hadn't, hadn't been doing music for a, a little while, you know, like, and, and I finally got to the point and said, look, I've got to call him. I called him and, and he came in and, and he was just the perfect fit. You know, like we, we spend half our time rehearsing and putting songs together, the other half just talking music, you know, because we just all <laughs> love the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, I think, that the, the thing that resonates with people the most when they see us and talk to us now is that... Yes, we write songs. Yes, this is our career, and we're musicians. But we're fans first. Like we, we can sit here for four hours talking about this, like, <laughs> the same stuff, and we do. Um, and if anything, we almost forget to practice because we're like, hey, there it is, and, and, and that's all. We love it. And, 
love it. My stopped in '89 for you. It's, we remember '89, and we're still going from '89. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> great. Because yeah. I, yeah, I've, I've got to admit, I, I got to that point, and I was buying like every record going and go, and I'd you'd buy them here on the just what the cover looked like. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, that was yeah, a cool yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah I'm going to buy that. Yeah, yeah, I've got to buy that one. <laughs> um, so then coming you know over the last few years again and getting back into music law it's, it's been a revelation really because yeah. you know famously Gene Simmons said oh your rock music's dead you come to a place like this and it just opens your eyes that you know it's far from dead you know? yeah. yeah I think you know that's interesting because I think obviously again being big Kiss fans that was I think taken out of context as well I think what he was really trying to say was the whole level of rock music that Kiss CDC and these sorts of bands playing to sold out arenas that potentially has, has gone because no one supports albums as much anymore. You know, it's like iTunes, I want to hear a single, listen to the single, and then I'm bored of it. Um, whereas, you know, in our day, and, and what we still do now, it's like whatever it is you buy the album and you buy the album and you listen to the whole experience and sometimes you go oh there's only two good songs and that album's no good or you listen to the whole album like wow this is the best thing ever uh, but that's part of the experience and, and I think that gets lost on people now just downloading a single or two singles yeah. um, because sometimes a band has a story to tell and and song to be as, as, as good as the next but sometimes it is a segue to the next song and, and, it, and it creates a story and that's sadly lacking from now and I think that's what he was really trying yeah. to get at and once those big bands go there's no nurturing of who's the next one to play a hundred thousand seat arenas yeah. you know? and, and to that degree I think it's probably true um, but it's not because no one's doing it because there's awesome bands and you can see this today there's awesome yeah. bands that are just as good as anything that's going around definitely yeah. um, it just needs that nurturing and, and people like yourself to just you know, <laughs> yeah. raise the forefront. Yeah. Of course, the record companies are not pumping the money into it like they used to be either, are they? No, yeah, that's right. That's, and that's no, going to make it tougher on, you know, and like to yourselves, kind of, because it's, it's so different to what it used to be. It is, but you know what? The, the, we get asked that question a lot. I think that the, the most important thing for us is, again, being fans first, uh, we love what we do. You know, so it's almost like, of course, we're not doing it to not make any money, not make a living, but first and foremost is the love of the music and love of writing the music. So that's what we think about first. We don't think about, oh, well, it's it's only sold one copy. You know, it's like, okay, well, hopefully the next album will sell two. <laughs> you know? uh, so if you go into it with that mindset of you love doing what you do, then everything else will take care of itself. I yeah. think. Um, and I think too many bands, uh, they go in with a, a probably an overinflated opinion of, of where it's going to get to, it doesn't get to where it, they want to, and so they give up. Yeah. Um, and so we're just about you know, climbing the ladder. Now we've got the, the second album out, obviously, that was released in September. Um, our new album, we've already penned the third one. Um, we've started tracking that already in Melbourne. Um, so that hopefully will be out September of this year. Uh, and that's a plan to keep you know, releasing an album every year yeah. uh, until hopefully we get a, a big enough fan base that we can constantly tour more frequently and, and do what we like. What's life like on the road? <laughs> wow! <laughs> 30 hours to get to get here, yeah. It's, You've it's got a long journey. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, it's tough. We're, we're all still a bit, not quite back into normal sleeping patterns and yeah. stuff. But, but it's always worth it though, you know, like we meet so many great people, you know, like along along the way and, and we always you know like enjoy the show you know doing the performance and 
yeah, I don't think we ever go away sort of feeling like, oh god, that was a hard slog, and, and we never want to do that again. It's always the opposite. It's it's, it's a hard slog, but you yeah. come out the other side and just go, well, we just met so many great people, and you know, we, we're normally so well received, and, and everything we're made to feel welcome. You know, so much so that you just hanging to do it again. You know, you're not you're not kind of getting like, oh god, you know, never again. <laughs> no. But it's even been, I think, the same with this trip. You know, we also staggered off the plane early in the week and we've stumbled out here and we're just sort of only just starting to get on our feet now but it's already been you know we haven't even played yet you know? so <laughs> we got to see the choir boys last night which we would never ever get to see in Australia in a million years and, and they were just awesome you know? like, that's great again you know us fans yourself to, yeah. to watch the bands to yeah, and, you know, I think that's what's resonated with those who have, have seen us live besides the music is that after we play it's not uncommon for 20 minutes later, an hour later, two hours later, we're in the front row watching the bands that, that people have just watched us watching. So they're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, like, we're fans, we're watching like you. And so, I don't know, people just seem to embrace us more because they're like, you're like us. It's like, of course we're like you. Yeah. We're fans too. <laughs> we just happen to play what you like to hear as well. That's all. So, it depends exactly right. It's, it's, I think once you get to the stage where you're like, the travel... It's all about the travel, as in like it's so damn traveling so far. Well, then you're in the wrong business, you know, because that's yeah, it's a train, it is. But as soon as you get off, and exactly right, yeah. uh, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't agree any more than that. <laughs> the one question I've been asking every band, it's what all fans love to hear: road stories. Is there, is there any one story that leaps to mind? Bit We've got a, funny, strange, we weird, or whatever. We got a great one from from arriving at the train station. Like like we'd caught the three hour train train ride from uh, London out to out to Bangor, and they told us because we had all our gear with us, they told us we had to put it all down one end of the train. And we thought that Bengal was the last stop, that the train was going to stop at Bengal, and that, that was it. Yeah. So the trains pulled up at Bengal. We just all casually strolled down to, to start pulling our gear off. And we've all got outside the train and looking around. And like, oh, hang on, someone's bag's missing. As the whistle's being blown, all the rest of us, oh, it looks like the train's about to leave. <laughs> Robbie, whose bag's missing, and it's got his passport, all his, all his oh, stuff, he's just standing around, you know, like, not too worried about it. It's not that guy. Steve's going, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> He's run down to the front of the trees going, oh, stop, stop. The conductor's going nuts. He's like, come on, hurry up. What are you doing? He's like, I'm going to get beaten up or something. We didn't have our gear. Yeah, so that was, and also on that same same train trip, which was amazing, we're sitting in a train and two seats behind us, there's a lady sitting on a table straightening her hair. I thought the train was on fire. I was like, I'm like, is this what happens here? So that's one story. Welcome to Wales. Definitely welcome to Wales. So that was entertaining. And her hair looked worse afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) She shouldn't have bothered. She was wasting her time. As you can tell, we have a lot of fun. We've got to, though. It's great that you guys are having fun while you're out on tour. It is hard work as well. But you know what? It's not hard work. You know, like, the hard work is getting here. You know, the the actual playing, that's not hard work. We love doing it, you know, and I'd love to be playing now. You know, I'd play for three hours, you know. I'd rather play for 30 hours. <laughs> so the playing, the writing, the recording, that's all fun. You know, it's yeah. the, the, the hard stuff is just the travelling. But as Ben said before, like, you forget about it as soon as you're here. And as soon as you meet some people, they're like, hey, I like, 
around more than anything and then we have conversations like this and we do so if, if anyone's listening out there that ever see us it's not a hey how you going I like your stuff cool see ya it's like cool anyway let's talk about other bands yeah. you like this band <laughs> that's what we like you know we love we love to talk about music and that's our passion that's great yeah oh, one of the, that, that is one of the the upsides of the music industry changing the way it has like without the record company's involvement I suppose like you know we, we're on our own agenda you know like we, we make our albums and we want to make them we, we go and do shows like this we want to do them you know like we're not we don't have anybody telling us that we have to do it yeah you know we're going out and, and you know making our own schedule doing it our own way you know and, and, and effectively trying to build our own fan base as well you know like with, with social media and all that sort of stuff it's easy to reach people yeah. these days and you can do it all yourself you know like so obviously back in the day you needed the record company to be doing all of that stuff for you and I think that's where a lot of bands probably struggled you know like having the, the record company breathing down their neck and saying right you're doing this now and now you're doing this and now you're doing that and that's where you start to go oh I didn't really want to do that yeah. <laughs> but we get to make the rules ourselves you know like and that's one of the upsides I suppose about, about things being the way they are and ironically enough you're probably the same, you know, like, but bands I was involved in, you know, when the old system existed, you know, like, like that produced some amazing material, never got anywhere at all, you know, like, and, but in this day and age, you, know, you produce something that, that's, that's good, you know, you can reach the audience you need to yeah. reach yourself, you don't need that, there's no gatekeepers trying to stop you getting there, you know, you can yeah. go about it your own way, and if you're prepared to put in the work, you know, the rewards are there, you know, like, that. Yeah. it's and just different. Right. It's just different. Right. It is different, and it's just that maintaining that focus and continuing it on because I think you know it's very easy to be disheartened if you know if you put all this effort into an album and it sells 30 copies and no one's really listening to it then it's, it becomes frustrating and I think that's where a lot of bands don't stand the test of time and it's because they're not willing to put in that hard work and be like okay well it's it's like anything like a small business type of scenario you know you don't open up a, a storefront and expect to make a hundred million dollars in the first week yeah. you know so it's not dissimilar to that you know and that's our focus of okay the first album sold this let's hopefully try and sell more than the next one and then hopefully sell more than the next one until it gets to a stage where it, you know it's financing more tours and more opportunities to meet people yeah. you know and really that's what it's all about it's not about you know being multi-millionaire it's about meeting new people enjoying the music and enjoying the conversations like, like we're having and we really do enjoy the conversations like for us it's it's so much fun to talk music. We'll have to cut us off. We'll be like, oh, no, <laughs> no way. So the third album's written then, yeah? Yeah, it has. So we literally, just before we uh, we left, Ben's already tracked, I think, about three songs now. Yeah, it's underway. Yeah, it's underway. so three songs. Um, but it's it's written. Yeah. So as normally what would happen, Ben do the drums first, and then we just watch the pieces together, and then do vocals, and then... Then it's done, um, and then we ship it off to, to Paul Lane, and, and he's also going to mix this one as well. Uh, and then yeah, so the plans September, and then we've got an, uh, an acoustic kind of thing. We're deciding whether it'll be an EP or an album as well to tie over in between the next one. And all we just want to keep doing, as long as the, the quality control is there, yeah. um, is every year have some kind of products, so EP That's album. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So while we're still youngish. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know, we want to just keep going and going, and you know, it's it's inspirational when there's there's people like you know, Wood Springfield is 64 or whatever, and Paul Stanley is 65 yeah. that are still releasing their music. You're 57. Yeah, that's right. I'm 63. It's, <laughs> it's my hair's falling out, but anyway, besides that, um, uh, that's inspiration to us because you know, we've got years before we reach that situation. So it's like as long as the passion's there to keep writing and there's an interest in there for 
people to listen to it. Um, we'll keep doing that. That's good to hear. Yeah, For listeners then out there that haven't heard of any of your music, what two songs would you pick for them to listen to and would it be alright to play them on the show? Uh, second part of that question, you can play anything you like on the show. Thank you very much. Uh, that's, that's, sincerely, that's fantastic that you can play anything. Uh, two songs, one from each album or just as an I'd go with the I'd go with the two title tracks. Yeah, right. Because I think they're a good contrast even... Even within themselves. Yeah. yeah, okay. So that would be. So the title track for the first album is Wrong Things Right, which is more melodic and, and a kind of a friendlier vibe, I suppose. Yeah. Then Heaven or Heartbreak, which is the title track of the second album, a bit heavier, showing a bit more of the darker, yeah. sort of heavier side of the band. Yeah. So I reckon they're a good, they're a good bookend. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair enough. And I guess they both highlight, which is what we're all about, we all sing in the band, so, and it's all live. Um, we have keyboard player on tape that's all we have on tape um, but Ben plays piano so he plays it all so it's, we are 100% live um, and that's a good example of that I guess they're both very vocal heavy yeah. songs one's a little bit heavier one's yeah it's good yeah that's great so once you've left here in a few days time the rest of the year you've got to see the album you've got, that come. You've got more tours sorted out yes but it must be so difficult as well you know with you being from Australia because it's it's such a long journey for you guys. Yeah, you know what? I think if um, in the future, I think if it got to the point where we we're doing a lot more European shows or a lot more American shows, then um, you would just time it easier. So, for example, you know, if we were to have shows here in, in England or in Wales, um, and it's only, say, six hours to the States, so you tie it in between yeah. so you wouldn't go back home and yeah. then come all the way back. So, once it gets to that stage where there's a bit more interest in, in other parts of the world then we'd probably do it that way yeah. so rather than another 30 hours home oh no down 30 hours <laughs> in the States yeah it, we'd, we'd tie it in so they're, yeah. they're uh, and I guess that's how other bands are able to sustain touring so often because they only go to Australia once every couple of years <laughs> uh, but they tour around Europe which is pretty easy to get to Yeah. Uh, so we'd, we'd definitely do something like that in the future but we've got um, it's, it's a busy schedule already this year so we, we go back to Australia we're playing the uh, Fest in May, okay. um, and that's really cool. So we've got uh, Eclipse, uh, who's headlining that as well, uh, and Eric Grummel from Pete is, is coming mm-hmm. as well, uh, and Jonah, the keyboard player, and Paul Lane uh, as well, and we're also his backing band. Oh, okay. So that's in May, uh, and then we will have finished the album by then, so then it'll be submitted to be mixed by then. Uh, and then September, October, sorry, we head off to Rock and Skull MRF Aid America. So we're doing that then. And that'll coincide with hopefully the new album yeah. being out then. And we've already penned stuff that's left over for the fourth album. So we're just constantly... Um, just keep going? Yeah. 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 Which, is, which is exciting and fun and busy and... We wouldn't do it if we didn't love it because clearly, you know, we're not Kiss. <laughs> so it's, and that's the beauty about the whole guys in the bands. We've got different dynamics, but everyone loves music. Yeah. Um, and different personality types. We're into different things, but the one thing we have in common is the love of music and we do it because we love it, you know, and, uh, and that's what's really important. We all get along well. We all love music. Um, we all love talking about music and we all, most importantly, we love what we do. Yeah. So... I think once it got to the point where that wasn't the case, then we wouldn't do it. So. It's great. I mean, even just from talking to you now, it's you know, it comes across 
Oh. You know, that you, you love music and you love doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and I can't wait to get this show out and, and to help spread the word of what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. The few songs I've heard from you guys so far, I loved it, and I, I can't wait to hear more from you. Thank really you. So, Are you yeah. going to see the show tomorrow? Yes. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so. Well, you've got a, a taste. It's, we're doing most of the second album tomorrow, but a couple of songs from the first album. Um, and you mentioned World's Crazy, so we'll do that one. Wasn't going to be in the set, but now we will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. uh, we better go practice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so we'll put that in. Yeah, we will. Brilliant. Yeah. Excellent. Thank we'll you very much. Um, well, thank you very much for your time. Like I say, you. whatever we can do to help promote you, we will. Thank you. It's terrific. You know, it's guys like yourself that love the music like you do. And love Kiss, of course. That's always a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I know. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cut between heaven and a heartbreak.
was the Radio Sun and Caught Between Heaven and a Heartbreak. I do hope wherever you're listening to this, I hope you're turning up really loud. <laughs> it's the only way to listen to this type of music. Uh, the final bands um, for this episode were reaching like the halfway point of the bands that I talked to on the Friday. Like I said, part two of the Friday um, will be out within the, within the next week, so you won't have too long to wait to uh, to finish off the Friday. And then, of course, like I said earlier before, then Chris joined me on the Saturday. And there's some more bands that we talked to and more songs that you're going to listen to. But to finish this episode off and to get to the halfway point of the Friday, uh, I talked to um, Sorcerer, a band from um, Stockholm in Sweden, formed in 1988. Uh, I talked to the vocalist Anders Engberg. Uh, he joined the band in 1989. Uh, again, pleasure to chat with. Uh, he's a big guy too. You wouldn't spill his pint, you know what I mean? Or if you did, you would apologise very quickly and buy him two more pints <laughs> just to keep him happy. Uh, but I did what I did with the bands that we were booked in to talk to, um, and Sorcerer, of course, were one of them. Uh, I had to listen to, to a few of the songs, and you'll hear uh, me say one of the things I, I mentioned to him is his vocal. I love his vocals, you know, and he has, you know, obviously he's got his own style, but I did, I mean, please, you know, have a think of what, that, uh, of what you think as well, because I think... Dio, I hear Dio in there. I hear shades of Rob, Rob Halford in there. Uh, two of my favourite vocalists ever. So <laughs> add into the mix, you know, his his own vocal style on top of that. And yeah, really, really good. So yeah, the first song that you're going to listen to is um, The Dark Tower of the Sorcerer.
right sorcerer. Yeah. Uh, can you tell the listeners a little bit about the band to begin? Yeah, the band, uh, you know, we started in the late 90s in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, we recorded a couple of uh, demo cassettes, you know. At that time, there weren't uh, CDs or anything, so we recorded some cassettes and... Uh, uh, we sold them actually at the record store and uh, we sold quite a lot of them and uh, the, the rumor about the band started to grow and uh, you know at that point also you, you there was a lot of fan scenes uh, and stuff like that and the only way you could reach you know an audience was to send them cassettes via mail you know real yeah. not email but you know <laughs> yeah. the analog yeah. way <laughs> horse and carriage it's, yeah it took a little bit longer then yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's how we started, and um, just as we we finished our second uh, demo recording, uh, Johnny had an offer from uh, Tiamat, the band, and uh, he, he left, and uh, the band dispersed. Uh, we, we I went on and did a lot of other things uh, during their years, and uh, uh, we got contacted in 2010 by uh, Hammer of uh, Doom, the, the, the German... Uh, uh, festival, and they wanted to, us to do a reunion show, and we try. Uh, Johnny and I tried to contact the other guys because Johnny and I have been in touch. We're good friends, but the other guys just uh, vanished, and we didn't uh, couldn't reach them actually. So um, we uh, that was it, and I said, oh, well then that's it. It's not going to be a reunion show. But um, so John said, "Okay, we won't do it." But uh, then I just started thinking about it, and uh, you know, it was October, Oktoberfest in Germany, a lot of beers, oh, nice. <laughs> everything paid, you know, and everything. So and we knew a lot of good guys, you know, Christian Neiman from uh, Therion on guitar, and we, so we put the band together and uh, and um, went down and just for the fun of it. And uh, we, we started the first song and we noticed that a thousand people uh, knew all the lyrics, sang with us all, all songs through. And that was pretty amazing. Oh, yeah, you know? that was pretty like, great feeling. Like 25 years later, it's amazing, you know. So we are, got goosebumps really thinking about it. And we just looked at each other and laughed, you know, on stage. What is this? <laughs> Uh, that was funny and uh, just uh, like uh, three or four months later we got invited to Greece also on a hammer of uh, something festival can't recall the name right now but uh, and that was also amazing you know huge following and uh, we just started we just said that we got to record a new album this uh, we got to record our first album actually <laughs> <laughs> because the other one was just uh, released on from cassette on CDs you know it wasn't, wasn't a real album just like uh, very you know easy recordings you know without any technology really you know basic stuff and um, so we did and what was that like to, to yeah, it was uh, you know we when we started writing the material Johnny had a lot of the bass player had a lot of ideas and went to Christian and they put together some stuff with drum machines and, and sent it over to me and me and my friend Connie we wrote some uh, music lines no lyrics I just like na 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 you know yeah. uh, and then uh, we met all the guys in the band and we listened to that and we said do we have something here or should we just and we all said we have something here so let's do it for real and then the process started and we we, we did it a bit different than what you usually hear you know a band go into a studio record and then an album comes out this 
album was created in my vocal studio, in the drummer's drum studio, in the guitar player's uh, home studios, and you know, a mishmash of uh, different recording uh, sessions and put together by our drummer and sent up north in Sweden <laughs> to a guy that mixed the album. So when the album actually was mixed and we heard it, we were like, fuck, this is good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had no idea, you know, because everyone did their part. And when we put it all together, it was amazing, you know. We didn't rehearse, we didn't do anything. It just... Uh, it it just, recorded it, it yeah. you know. It's uh, amazing. So now, of course, we have rehearsed <laughs> to to be able to play the songs. But yeah. you know, it was a weird, uh, weird project. Oh, that, yeah. Must uh, have been such a good feeling yeah. though. All, all those pieces came together, yeah. and we all like looked at each other. This is so exactly good. what we wanted, you know. Yeah. It, it, and it's uh, been amazing, you know. Reviews and everything. It, it was amazing, you know. All the, the yeah, yeah. It's been a trip. Really? I mean, I was listening to some of your music the other night, yeah. and I've got to say, vocally, it just blew me away. Okay, thank I you. I love it. it was, I wrote, I've got my notes in front of me. It was like, obviously, this, you know, your, your own, you've got your own thing going on there, but yeah. I, I was hearing like shades of, oh, it's like Rich, like Dio, and then you've got the notes like Rob Halford, and it was like all, all these vocalists that I've loved yeah. through the years. So there was all bits of that, but then yourself in it as yeah. well. Thought, Thank you very much. I, I thought that your vocals were. Really I adore all up. the people you mentioned there. Of course, I'm influenced uh, by them all. You know, by by the 70s, 80s metal is uh, you know it's uh, in the core of my my my. Uh, do you have to do anything specific to keep your to keep your voice so uh, good? Because uh, it's, uh, it's got to be harsh. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I actually did a lot of uh, you know vocal recordings uh, during the 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 mid uh, 90s and early 2000 uh, which is more difficult than this actually it's more like uh, fucking circus acts you know like <laughs> high notes and Whoa. difficult you know progressive kind of music so I, I tried to keep it down uh, on, on the, the Sorcerer album because I wanted to do it what I do on the album I want to do live yeah uh, and uh, you know I, I think uh, well I, ha I have recorded session recordings I, I, at least one or two albums each year so I, I, my voice has been you know uh, somewhat trained not yeah. all the time like when you're in a band and rehearsing all the time but, but I keep it in shape and uh, I think I like the way it sounds now it's more mature uh, a, a bit more distortion uh, uh, more mature yeah I think with high notes sometimes you, because it's metal yeah you, yeah. Might, yeah. you have to <laughs> yeah. so it's really it's just keeping your voice uh, using it yeah and, yeah and, yeah really and uh, for me it's the song really not the and, and the expression of the song it's more important than doing all those high notes I, I mean it's fun but I mean it doesn't really do the the, the song it's uh, all these other elements, you know. Because you mentioned when you were putting the songs together and you haven't yeah. got the lyrics. Yeah. Is there any, do you have a set way of when you put the lyrics together? Do you have a... Uh, actually, for this album, we uh, I, I co-wrote it with my very good friend and uh, we also have a studio together, Conor Villian. And um, when we sat with the material and we started, was going to start to write the lyrics and melodies were all, uh, you know, from the early easy demo tape already done mostly, but when you start like to record and you want to do the lyrics and everything uh, things change because of the words and stuff like that that you didn't have from the beginning but but um, 
uh, the, 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 the most difficult part was to name the songs, you know. What the fuck are oh, we going to yeah. sing about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so so um, we wanted to keep the old style, you know, uh, with with uh, knights and, you know, dragons and all that. That's epic uh, doom, you know. We want to stay true to that. And uh, we did. So we, my, my, my friend Connie actually had a list of titles, like 50 titles, you know. And some of them we just laughed. Oh, we can't do that. <laughs> but, but some of them were pretty cool. So actually, that's where we started. In each of the songs, we started with a title and we wrote the lyrics right. out of that. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of cool titles. We have a lot of cool titles for the next album, too. You so. have them already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, if you, could, if you could pick two songs... Um, mm -hmm. If listeners are not familiar yeah. with Sorcerer, what two songs would you recommend to them, and would it be all right to play them? Yeah, of course it would be, and uh, and of course the first video, the the Dark Tower of the Sorcerer, is an awesome track, I think, and it's very, very, um, what do you call it? When it, it, it displays what the album is all about, you know, yeah. we got great dyna dynamics in the in the songs, you know, from easy slow parts to uh, mysterious atmospheric parts and a lot of heavy parts too so uh, that is one that I want you to listen to and then uh, I think uh, one interesting song is to exercise the demon because that a bit is a bit progressive also so it's a bit weird to have it on a doom album but we're not really doom doom we're on the edge of doom yeah. more towards heavy metal perhaps so so it's called epic doom I don't know who who, who, <laughs> who invented that but but uh, we play what we play you know and we're not we're not we're gonna not not like we're gonna play epic doom we, we just write stuff we like yeah because the yeah. tracks that I was listening to it was it, like you say it wasn't you couldn't pigeonhole it as just doom it was I was putting more towards metal yeah. metal side you know yeah. traditional metal yeah. side which is what I loved about yeah. it yeah I mean, that's the I think the interesting thing about Sorcerer being a doom metal band is the melodic side we yeah. have and that's more towards heavy metal so but we, we play slow <laughs> <laughs> the one question I've been asking every band and it's what the listeners love to love to hear is road stories yeah is there anything funny strange <laughs> weird that springs to mind one story that you could tell yeah we have our drummer is pretty weird without uh, <laughs> uh, 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 any exception is, and uh, yeah, this, I don't have any really fun episodes. Uh, the thing that that occurs most of the time because we we all have kids and stuff like that. So when we go on on a on a show or on a tour, everybody uh, like uh, takes uh, more time into sleeping because when kids and work and everything, you're tired all the time. So so it really. <laughs> The open mouths and the snoring is, is <laughs> most common. So we have a lot of funny pictures of that, you know, people sleeping in cars with their mouths open. And we're doing, like, we're taking pictures and we're going to put them together in a video or something in the future. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> Just that little bit of drool coming down the corner of the mouth. Yeah. Well, that's the most fun, I guess. I don't know. We, we have, have, a, have a good laugh of every time we're out, so, so um, that's it, really. So what is it? Once you've finished at Hard Rock Hell, what's... What's yeah, we're going story? to we're going to play uh, Rock Hard in Germany. That's going to be awesome. Uh, we play that in May, and we're going to do um, uh, Sabaton Open Air also on the main night there in uh, Sweden, Fallen. It's going to be awesome, I think. Also, that's the two shows festivals we got booked right now, and we aim for festivals yeah. because we need to uh, uh, pull new uh, fans out of the audience, you know. Yeah. And if you play your own shows, only the people that like you come. So. 
almost. So, so we have a better hit rate, I think, on the festivals to spread our sound and our, our name. So we, we, we're looking for festivals. But, you know, um, we're also working on a new album. And uh, we're also pushing... We, we made an album, but actually one hour and 20 minutes of music. So we had a couple of songs left, uh, not leftovers. They are just as good as the other songs. Yeah. But we we want to keep it to the traditional uh, length, you know, to yeah. keep it on a, on a... Now it went on double vinyl, but we wanted to do a vinyl. But we couldn't agree on which song to take away, <laughs> so it, it got to be a double vinyl. I think it's an hour or something, 50 minutes an hour, yeah. the album. And we had got uh, three songs uh, that weren't on the album that we're putting out on an EP called Black... And we've just recorded an awesome video for that. It's going to be out in May, June, something like that. We're going to promote right. that. And we did that on the side of Metal Blade. So we put it out ourselves. Oh, okay. uh, and, and also writing on a new album for Metal Blade. So, yeah. so there's a lot of stuff going on. Easy. Easy yeah, time, yeah. Okay. yeah it's, it's great. great. It is. It's Sounds great fun. It's like uh, I, I never thought uh, after, you know... I, I stopped touring. I did this, some shows with Therion and uh, live in South America and stuff like that. And uh, after that, I, I never thought I was uh, going to tour again. But after 2010 and all the, the things that happened and these amazing reviews we had on this album and the shows we went to, it's, I'm, I'm back in it again. You know, it's, it's amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And well deserved, too. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Thank you for spending some time with me. Yeah, thank you. Great, looking forward. Great, great seeing you. Looking forward to the new album. Yeah. Then. yeah. Keep your eyes open for Sorcerer.
Sorcerer and Exercise the Demon brings this show to a close, but it's not the end of the Hard Rock Hell United story. We're only at the halfway point of the Friday. Uh, You've heard seven bands. You've heard 14 songs. The next episode, where we finish off the Friday session while I was there, you've got an extra band. We've got eight. We've got eight bands, 16 songs that you're going to listen to. Um, I'm sure, listening to this, that you've heard some bands that um, maybe you didn't hear of before. Uh, you love, you're going out and you're going to buy the music. Let us know. Give us a tweet. Um, go to a Facebook page. Send us an email. Let us know if we um, turned you on to some new music. Uh, the way that you can do that, of course, if you go to 60minutes.co.uk, that's the website. We have all reviews, all the podcasts are on there as well. Uh, there's a contact us form on there if you want to send us an email or you can email us direct which is contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk on Facebook it's facebook.com slash 60minuteswith and we're also at 60minuteswith on Instagram and Twitter and like I always say each episode it's the numerical 60 and not the alphabetical 60 uh, and that, that was it Hopefully you're going to go back, you're going to play this episode again, turn it up even louder and listen to the songs. Uh, but please do, uh, please do let us know if uh, we've turned you on to any of, the, of, uh, of the new bands. Go to the website, like I say, the podcast notes for this episode will link you into all the social media uh, for the seven bands that we talked to on this episode. And of course, with each um, episode afterwards, I'll be linking into all the other bands that I'm going to talk to, that I talked to uh, the Friday afternoon and the Saturday. So, until the next show comes out, which won't be too long, Whoever you are, wherever you are, thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon.